guys, welcome to episode nine of Get Your Buzz On. We have special guest, Navina Christie of Rocket Buster Handmade Custom Boots. She has an awesome, if you guys have not been to this location, her boots are fantastic. And we're gonna go into detail of everything that her and her company does. It's amazing. But first, we want to open up a bottle of Lewis, what did we call it? It's uh, Boulot. Boulot. Let's see how this goes. Last time. <laughs> Have you ever had one explode? We last week. <laughs> oh, that sounded pretty good. I was like, last week we totally did. So, Nobody shook it and put it in the back of your car. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, we were not expecting that at all. And it's a rosé. It's a blush. Yes, I love the, the color. It's all for... We have a leather that color. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, so that's perfect. It's You're called like, rose gold. I love rose gold. I think that's like the, the new color right now. She's a heavy pourer. <laughs> I am. I am. Because we get into it and we start talking about everything. So it just disappears. Yes, exactly. Well, cheers. Oh, I guess we have to, uh, okay. Start it off. There cheers. you go. We're supposed to make the clink noise. That didn't really. Mmm, that is pretty good. Let's try that again. Let's try it. A little bit louder. There you go. Mm, that is pretty good. Okay. So tell us about yourself. I wow. deal with mostly realtors and lenders. So <laughs> when uh, my mom actually had met you last week and she said, you have to meet her. She's so cool. Her, her office and the boots and everything. So um, I'm just wanting everyone to get as excited as I am. Okay. Well, um, personally, I'm a wild card. <laughs> I uh, grew up in California, went to college in Europe, uh, moved from there to New York, uh, graduated Parsons School of Design in Fashion and Fine Art. Uh, went to work for Tiffany's, um, then uh, another evening wear designer, and then I spent 12 years as design director at Nicole Miller Fashion House. Oh, wow. And I hired my husband, my now husband, to make boots for a runway show. Oh, so I was calling around. We had done this crazy group of clothing with Chinese fabrics and peacock feathers and dragons. And we decided that we were going to mix that with Western and make like tight Western shirts with the snap buttons. And we wanted boots up to here, 18 inches tall for the models with dragons. And can you picture this calling Lou Casey and saying, hey, you want to make boots with dragons that are and they were just like, lady, <laughs> they were like, no. And so I called around and finally I was like, this is ridiculous. And the guy that was doing our leather jackets said, hey, call this guy, call Rocket Buster. And I did, and Marty answered the phone, and uh, he said, that sounds great. We can totally do that, that'd be awesome. And I got on a plane with my boss, and we flew out here, and we ended up hanging out with him all weekend. And by the time we flew back to New York, we not only were gonna have boots for the runway show, but I was kind of smitten. She did mention that we didn't talk about our boyfriends the whole time we were here, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, so I, I had to figure out a way to make that work. And um, we started dating cross country for two and a half years. Oh, wow. New York, El Paso. Marty was trying to run a marathon in every state. And he'd say, hey, you ever been to Graceland? I'll meet you in Mississippi. <laughs> and um, we went to Tupelo, Mississippi. We went to Chicago. We went to San Francisco. All these different marathons on the Sea America plan, which was just oh great. God. Every other weekend, it got to the point where my boss asked me to leave my luggage in shipping. So, because the sales department was starting to complain that I was always gone. Oh my gosh. And um, so after two and a half years, he said, will you move to El Paso? And I said, what on earth am I gonna do in El Paso? And he said, I'll give you the boot company. Because oh. he's a photographer. That's what was paying the bills at that point. I gotcha. Uh, the boot company started out really gangbusters, but then it sort of slowed down because he was selling stores and a lot of them weren't paying their bills. And um, by the time I got here, it was almost bankrupt. But what was I going to do? Tell my friends in New York it didn't quite work out. <laughs> he's so, like, oh no. Oh no, I'm going to make this thing work. <laughs> so. I, I, yeah, I'm happy to say that it's 22 years later, and um, uh, we have a wonderful, a wonderful little company here. That's awesome. When I got here, all I would do that desk that I painted bright red with flames. Mm -hmm. I used to just call people and be like, "So you owe us money?" And and as a New Yorker, you know, aren't there mafia guys that are supposed to do that for you? Yeah, like big bruiser dudes that. Hey. You know, and you were the one that was having to call people and ask. Right, and I'm like, well, if if this nice lady just sent us gourmet cupcakes from Beverly Hills to thank us for the wonderful job we did on her boots, and we could spend all the money on the best leather, I want to work for her. Yeah, I don't want to work for the people that don't want to pay me, and you know, are always like, I'm taking the money, the shipping off because they arrived a day late. Yeah, yeah it's not my problem. That so I I make boots for people, and I'm not bored as an artist. We have so much fun doing a crazy piece of art and then not having to do it again. Yeah. It's always new. So what's your inspiration like when someone looks at buying a boot from you guys? How does that work? Well, I always start with, from a fashion standpoint, what I think would look good on them or what would make them really kind of shine. Because I think, you know, yeah, you can go and just get any pair of boots and that's fine. Those have their purpose. Right. But if, you, if you're getting our boots, they're like big jewelry. So if you, like these boots, if you wear those out, yeah. somebody's gonna come up to you, if not many people, and and tell you you look fabulous or whatever. And half the time I'm in my three-quarter gym pants. They can't tell, I came from the gym. Yeah. I threw this on on top, you know. And you want your customers to feel good and they always come back. So. I'll try to recommend, like, do you wear a lot of black? You should start with something that's black, but with a ton of color so it matches everything. Right. Or, you know, you can never get a tall boot because you have a big calf, so let me make you a tall boot, and it'll fit your leg great. And then you can just literally throw on anything, and people will think you're dressed up. You know, like certain that. styles can be casual and dressy. It's, I mean, I don't even wear heels for black tie anymore. I have, I have some really really fancy boots. Well, I mean, you you guys make them here, so why, why wouldn't you? Well, but it's, and it's so much more noticeable, because I think there comes a point where you say, I'm not going to out black dress that 20-year-old with the awesome body, and, you know, uh, no, so I might as well have a lot more interesting of an outfit than yeah. that person does, and be more comfortable, and 
but in a total rock star way. So, well, it's a good, um, what do you call it? Introduction to yeah. when people look at your boots, they're going to ask, where'd you get them? Or, Those are so cool. Right. And, and I think it's, you know, I, when I was in New York, I used to make a lot of clothes and have certain stuff the girls in the back room make for me. And, and I had a lot of one of a kind stuff that Nicole would give me from fashion shows. And I feel the same way. I can't go into a store and want to buy something if I see 10 of them. Yeah. I don't want to touch that. What if you go and there's somebody else in the same <laughs> Yeah, thing? that's true. <laughs> it's just not something I would want to do. So it's, it's kind of, you know, keeping that unique sense. And So how long did you work for Nicole Miller? Uh, 10 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's still... I mean, we're still good friends. She was texting me last night. I just saw her in New York. We worked on a charity project together where I did uh, boots and she did a dress and it was a big gallery show. So that was still really fun. Oh my gosh. That is so but cool. When I left, it was like divorcing my family. Oh I had to gosh. go into her office and say, um, all I did was shut the door and say, I want to talk to you for a minute. And she just started crying and oh. she's like, it's all my fault. I'm like, it is all your fault. It's all your fault. You introduced me to this guy, so what am I supposed to do? And now my son's 15, so it's all good. Oh, my. Is he interested in the business as much as... He does... Um, he started out making extra money scanning, like, patterns and orders and invoices and production orders. And um, I don't think the design sense... We're actually two artists that had a math brain scientific <laughs> child. <laughs> So you guys are like, what's totally, going on here? Totally does not understand his two artsy parents. It's just not, not That's something hilarious. he gets. Yeah. Well, you never know. When you have kids, each one has their own personality. So yeah. I, I totally understand that. I always tell my friends, because I was sort of petrified, um, that because I'm not tolerant, I don't, I mean... <laughs> Every baby's wonderful, but every baby isn't cute, and every kid isn't well-behaved, and and so, but you don't realize you're going to have your kid who totally yeah. gets you, and that's where the whole DNA genetics thing comes in, and I was really shocked, and I always tell my friends that are scared, I'm like, yeah, it's really weird how that works, but you're going to have your kid who totally gets you. Yeah, no, it's true. Or knows how to work you, but... <laughs> well, it's funny, like, before I had kids, too, I really, I really was not a kid person myself, and then um, fast forward to now, it's, you know, it's funny that you just love them and they just, now I don't know what my life would have been like without them. Well, but you still can think back on that kid you saw one day at the market going, oh my God, I really would have freaked if I, you know. Well, and I would, and I used to say too, like, it, and it, like food, for example, I used to be like, my kid's never going to grow up, like just eating chicken nuggets and not having a balanced meal. And now... You know, I'm eating my words because my son's the most pickiest eater in the world, so... And you let that happen? Yes. Oh, my God. He's, he's a horrible... We used to watch Super Nanny. <laughs> and Super Nanny said, your kid eats what you eat. And that's... And if not, they don't eat. And I kind of just went with that. You were like, well, maybe I should try that. At one, at one point, we had a chalkboard. Well, we still have a big chalkboard in the kitchen because Marty shoots a lot of cookbooks and stuff. And the chefs are always in there, but... We would just write on the chalkboard, bedtime is this, you know, dinner is this. And we would be like, I can't do anything, honey. It's on the chalkboard. You've got to go to bed. <laughs> he would totally fall for that. Oh, my God. Well, you had a good kid then. <laughs> because it was written on the chalkboard. We wondered why the chalkboard had more, like, Influence authority on, yeah. than we did. But 
It was written. <laughs> it was on the board. So it, because it was a word, that's it what was, happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. And that's uh, kind of a strange one, but it worked. Hey, you have whatever you have to do when it comes to parenting. There's no <laughs> tricks of the trade that are too big or small. That's yeah. for sure. So tell us about um, this building is also really cool. Tell us how this building came about to see you guys. Well, Marty um, got two buildings uh, in town. Um, we live in the old Pershing movie theater, which is our home and his photo studio. And then there was this building that a friend of his had, and it was downtown in a warehouse district. <laughs> when I moved here, there was a dirt road out front. Um, there were no street lights. It was really dark. The, the park now that you see next to us, which is beautiful, was all dumpsters. Oh my gosh. So I think it was a pretty good deal at the time. <laughs> and we've been here so long, 29 years in the building, and it's lovely how the neighborhood has kind of grown around us yeah. and improved. So now they do the farmer's market out front on weekends, and, and they do street festivals, and um, we get all the traffic from the hotel and the ballpark and all the different new you know new hotels in town and so it's it's just been great and people on google like i'm always shocked that you know i put a bunch of pictures on google and they'll send me these things saying that like your pictures are breaking records i'm like really <laughs> no wonder how those people are finding us yeah. on google maps you're like, like that oh, works perfect i'm glad i did that and you know i'm always worried that the tree out front has grown so much you can't see our building yeah it's all going good. We're getting tons of visitors downtown, so. So do you just get a lot of random people that just come in and they're like, oh. Well, I think we're on a bunch of lists. Like, I know we're on the Texas.gov and we're on the Visit El Paso and then a lot of the art people going to Marfa stop here. Um, we do ask that if you're a big group and you want an in-depth tour that you call us, but we give tons of random tours. You know, we don't want to turn anyone away. Right. But a spontaneous person, they might get a short tour, they might get a long tour, depending right. on what's going on on the building, you know, in the building on any given day. But, um, but it's always fun because what we do is so to the heart of El Paso and, and the beginnings of El Paso. It's, I mean, this is the boot capital of America. This is where it all started. This is the Paso del Norte. They would go on the cattle drives, they would stop, they would get measured, they would get paid, they would come back, they would pay for their boots and pick them up. And it's, I mean, it's so American and it's such an American art form and that's, that's also why I am determined to train people and make it fun because you know, I'm sick of people saying, oh, millennials don't want to do anything. This person doesn't want to do anything. Well, I'm sorry. First of all, I wouldn't want to work in your office if it's all dark and dingy. And, yeah. And, you know, I think people want to work here and we can teach any artist that I like to work with my hands. Mm -hmm. I have black dye all over me. I'll never have a good manicure. But anybody that wants to make stuff, I don't care if it's clothing, painting, metalwork, restoring travel trailers yeah i mean all the crazy stuff i do i find that the artists that work with us they have that same passion and if you're a perfectionist you're a perfectionist mm -hmm. so i we try to keep it fun and and it works because we get people from all over volunteering and wanting to do internships and well how how do you like when it comes to the hiring process because i was looking at um then put putting just even the design colors and everything the fabric art and everything how do you look for certain people that can do that kind of work because it's not easy well, it 
It isn't, but it's teachable if if you're a detail person. Um, when I was in art school, you know, there was one class and they said presentation counts. And so there was the one person that always had the fingerprints and it was crooked and they couldn't mount, you know, even their own drawing on a piece of whiteboard well enough, you know, to pass a neatness yeah. kind of test. And so that would be first of all. So kind of like when, when I was at Nicole Miller, I would say, uh, I'd like you to do a collage. People would say, how do I become an intern? Do a collage of what you think is cool. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be clothing. It can be anything. And neatness counts. So I would get a good idea of who that person was. You'd be able to tell if they were, a, you know, goth, punk, whatever. If they were kind of milk toast, boring by what they put on it. If they were really jazzed about life and music and everything. Yeah. You could tell. So we kind of use sort of the same thing. And if somebody's excited about one thing, mm -hmm. you know, it'll show through when you talk to them. You'll see, are they detail oriented? Are they willing to try stuff? What have you made? Do you like to cook? You know, <laughs> can you follow a recipe? I mean, people, you'll get an idea and I'm used to screening that. Yeah. So, I mean, we have, Elena was in architecture school. She also does graffiti. Um, Manny also did graffiti. Uh, we have Bianca who does uh, makeup and uh, like all that complicated stuff with the eyelashes. And, and yeah, you know she's totally detailed. She's on the finishing bench. Sochi was product design. Um, Nate makes clothing and um, really fancy women's formal stuff. And um, he just started painting and and. You know, he's detail-oriented. You can't send somebody a dress yeah. or have them come, you know, unless it's done well. Right. So it's it's all about that and, and personality. Do, will this person get along with everybody? Yeah. Do they fit in with the gang? You know, we've got everything. We've got Uni. We've got his daughter who's doing lacing. Um, we've got Pete, who is one of our first employees. So he's literally been here the entire life of the company. That and, is crazy. You know, so it's old and it's young, but it's also kind of my way or the highway. <laughs> That's the way it usually can. That's it the usually boss lady yeah, on my exactly. car. Um, yeah. But uh, we changed a lot of stuff when I moved here. I don't, I want to draw patterns. Like I'm used to doing a textile pattern mm -hmm. very accurately. They used to cut stuff out of cardboard, and the next time someone would cut it, it would get less accurate. And, and you were like, by the end, it was just a mess. I draw each pattern for each person very architecturally and, you know. Make sure that it, well, yeah. on, obviously. Is the control freak sign? Like no, that's how I am. I'm a, I'm a type A person, so I totally get it. I yeah I would I would like to think I'm a well human uh, well humored control freak. <laughs> well, and this place is a cool place to work because everything's vintage and it seems like you guys all have fun with the area. It looks it's it's awesome. Well, if I don't want to hang out here and work late, then forget about it. And if I can't make popcorn, then that is a food group, by the way. <laughs> um, then you know it's not gonna work. Why bother? <laughs> I did see that, um, too, your boots, that you had them in Fashion Week at one point. Mm -hmm. how, how was that experience, and when did you, when was well, that collab? I did London Fashion Week, I think, um, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And then um, I did New York Fashion Week 
uh, with another designer. But we did also Yoji Yamamoto, we did Catherine Malandrino. Designers call, they want boots, we'll send them boots. And if they have time to have stuff made, like when I called Marty, um, you know, we'll make them custom stuff. So House of Holland in London was really fun because I got to go, me and my four suitcases of boots got to go to London Fashion Week at Tate Modern and hang out. And, and it was like being back in New York because yeah. I'm sitting in the design room, the stylist is like, try this, try that, switch this, switch that. And I'm like, I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. <laughs> You're like, it's a lot laid back now. Well, there was a lot of responsibility for a lot of years and, and it's so much more chill because we don't have seasons. I can make whatever I want, whenever I want, and not have to have five zillion new ideas done by this day. Yeah. And we have a show in Vegas during National Finals Rodeo where we're there for 10 days and we do a lot of stuff for that show, but it's not, nobody's whipping me about yeah. deadlines. So you're like, hey, that works out easier for So that you. way, if I think of new fun stuff all year round, I just add it to the mix, and by the time December rolls around, they haven't seen it before, and it's new to them. So do you go back to New York often or not? Well, I just did. Oh. Um, uh, I did last month a trip every weekend, and so New York for that charity event was one of them, and that was great, and seeing Nicole and everybody, and I'd been the month before. I try not to travel unless it's just for fun, but that was sort of work slash fun yeah so. it's good to combine the two yeah that was good it's all about the balance so it yeah it and there has to be more of that because trust me there are a lot of years when it was just work 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 yeah and more work but now um i mean you never know who's gonna call i told you we had that call from the blue angels after they saw a boot at daytona during the Thunderbirds flyby. And you know, the same with Ethan Hawke. I made him boots when his kids were little. And then last summer, he just came by with the star of his new movie and they decided to do a photo shoot all day long. And hang out. And I was like, well, that's great. <laughs> You're like, hey, that's cool. That's oh, yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. And, and it was so, I don't know, it was just so cool. And you just never know. And the, the one thing I say about all our customers is, Boring people don't really want our boots. So whoever calls, you know that this is a fun person that yeah. you'd want to hang out with. So in a way, <laughs> I, I've sort of made a good niche for myself because boring people just, you know, everybody that calls, this lady, we did this boot, she quilts. But she's like the funnest quilter out there. And she sent pictures from her quilting show. and. And so every time, it doesn't matter what field it is. Yeah. That is so cool. Who, who has been some of your, because I saw they have a wall of celebrities that <laughs> yeah. um, you've made boots for. Who has been some of? Julia Roberts got her boots oh and gosh. wore them on one of the late night talk shows, <gasps> which I had no idea the whole time that I was talking to Julia Motor that that was Julia Roberts. And... <laughs> That's crazy. And, and I remember her calling and saying, yeah, I'm doing a play in New York and I'm going to be on this talk show and maybe you could send them to get them there in time. And I'm like, sure, no problem. And I sent them. And then the next morning I come into work, you know, all sneaky eyed and there's like everybody calling, tell me about the boots for Julia Roberts. I'm like, Julia Roberts? Because we have plenty of customers that are in plays and plenty yeah. of customers that are actors and stuff. I didn't go there. I didn't know that. And 
It was just really, and she did a whole dance, and she showed off her boots, and, and that was awesome. But, um, yeah, I mean, stuff like that just happens, and yeah. you never know. I mean, it's, it's always fun. And, like, Tommy Lee Jones, who I always kind of thought was a really grumpy guy, and I'm still convinced he is, but he called... <laughs> He's doing this new movie, and we did the boots for the movie, and he was on the phone being so nice, like, nicer than he's ever, like, more cheerful yeah. than he's ever been. And, oh, could you do these? I, I need two pairs of boots, and I need them for this movie, and, you know, and so his new movie that's coming out, The Comeback, we did the boots for that. And, oh, that's so cool. And I think he's, you know, softening with age. <laughs> You're like, oh, is this Tommy Lee? That's crazy. Yeah. So do they send their, like, celebrity friends and they're like, call? Um, well, there's a lot of that send your friends. And we never know who it is because we have a guy in New York who, uh, he's a hedge fund guy, a great guy, also has a ranch in Texas. Um, you know, has very high dollar friends and stuff. And he sent me this guy and, and I was like, oh, he wants to get boots for his whole family. So his name was Ray. And we're like, okay, well, let's call Joe's friend Ray. And find out, you know, who's who. Sometimes yeah. I like to know, is this person old or young? You know, body type. I'm looking at these measurements. You want to make sure they're getting something that's going to, you know, if it was his grandmother, I'd want to make them super soft. Yeah. You know, or whatever. So I'm calling. I'm like, I'm going to call this guy Ray and find out about his family. So I call him like, hey, is Ray there? And the answer was, no, Ray's in Greece helping them with their financial troubles. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like. Oh, let's just Google Ray. <laughs> so it turns out Ray's the number one economist in the world. Oh and gosh. he has a uh, company called Bridgewater, and his name's Ray Dalio, and he's like the god of, you know, economists. And I was like, no shit. Yeah, yes. you're like, what's going on? That's amazing. That's and, and I mean, it's, it's just, you know, Yo-Yo Ma. Arnold Schwarzenegger told us he want, I was doing five pairs of boots for him. He told us he wanted to come out and uh, check on the boots and how about Thursday and I'm looking at my calendar the next week and I'm like Thursday's clear and um, and he's like no tomorrow and I'm like tomorrow and he's like yeah I'll stop by on my way from on my way to Brazil I'm like because we're on the route to Brazil <laughs> really and then he went with his PR guy to lunch at L&J and they tweeted that they were coming here there was like a hundred people outside before they even got here. I'm like, dude, this isn't LA. You're like, There's no traffic. <laughs> you can't tweet that you're gonna come to Rocket Buster. Because everyone's gonna come. It was hysterical. The firemen came to check on our extinguishers. I'm like, why are all these people here? Like the people from down the street are here. You know, it was it was crazy. And I saw you did Taylor Swift too. I love that was her. a long time ago. Yeah, when she used to wear boots. Now she's all high fashion, high heels and stuff. <laughs> Back in the day with her dad and her family, and they were in our booth in Vegas. And then she did a bunch of boots uh, for a couple of photo shoots. But you know that was back in the day. And Miranda but, Lambert, she's a good. Uh, that was she has a boot line now. So oh, she does. Yeah. So I that was that. back in the day too. And Saint John is a rap singer, and he got a pair of boots. He came by with his tour bus oh in God. Arizona. And so I want to do some more wild, sort of not, you know, kind of country. Not people you would expect. Yeah, I, I'd like to do some more of that because that was just really fun. And 
there's a lot of people wearing boots right now, so. I oh, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's really cool. I feel like it's like an accessory, too. Yeah. Well, it's a huge big, accessory. Big accessories. <laughs> Very big accessories. <laughs> Didi, who used to work for me, uh, we do boots for Daryl Hall and John Oates, the singers. And, and um, so John Oates called, and she's quoting all his songs. She thinks he's just some guy named John Oates. So she's like, no can do. You know, he's like, can I talk to boss lady? And she's like, no can do. And she kept quoting his own And he was song. just like, what's going on here? And, like, and, and I'm like, Dee, John thought you were just like so clever quoting all his songs to him. And she's like, that was like the real John? <laughs> You're like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, little guy, curly hair. You're like, that yeah. was him. That was him. That is so crazy. Yeah, we were cracking up. So what's your, like, when you're when you're doing the boots, how long does it take to do them? Well, if we just worked on one pair, we could probably pull it off pretty well in about three weeks with proper dry times for everything. But we're working on, you know, 100 pairs at once, or, you know, 40 active pairs. And there's always something, like Rick carving a pair could take a month if it's really tricky. Right. And um, Manny cutting a pair, you know, could take a week. So I, that's the not fun part of my job is air traffic control. Yeah, well, cause you don't know how difficult. You don't want Raul to run out of stitching. So, and you know, also if you have a, a job that's really slow and tedious to stain, you know, I'll, I have to like look at everything in the building and be like, hey, anybody want to do a background on a weekend? Yeah. So we can knock out the background. We can move that along quicker, and it's always different. It's it's kind of crazy that way, but it and, works. And what's a waitlist time? Waitlist is six to eight months um, because well, there's people that are what we call TBDs. Yeah, people like to get an invoice in <laughs> without having decided what boot they want. Okay, because they want a place in line. Which is valid because I will put them, the second they decide, I'll put them in the line. Yeah, it's air traffic control. <laughs> I might as well work at the airport. And, and there, you know, there's like that whole favors thing. And then there's people that will pay rush fees. We had a, a company today that wanted to pay a rush fee to have something done for an event. And I understand that. Like if you or I wanted a yeah. dress to wear to a party, we'd be offering, you know, Come on, you can do that. Just it's easy. <laughs> Just cut a little hair. Come on, what do I need to do for you? Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's the same. I mean, our, I always say our boots hate to miss a good party. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. they're they are party boots. I love yeah, them. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, can't miss a good party. I I just did the paint splatter boots. That was my big. Uh, last cool. last minute for Vegas had to have finished. I but. love them. So do you have, like, when people come up to you, do you tell them, like, hey, come in here, or? Well, I give them, like, you mean if I'm out wearing yeah. them? Uh, I have stickers and business cards, and um, I'll say everything's one of a kind. You could you could have your fab pair of boots and hand them a card. And that's, uh, well, it, I mean, it's just, like I said before, if you haven't been here, it is so cool. <laughs> uh, we saw you have um, Comic-Con. Yes, I made that with my interns. That was, I figured, you know, when all my interns in New York, we used to have these really fun projects, or at least I thought they were fun. Sometimes people don't think like anything work-oriented is fun, but 
I had a couple of interns and one of them walked into my, Camila walked into my office one day and she said, you look kind of upset. And I said, well, you know, my little Comic-Con vacation's coming up and I was really wanting to make Star Wars boots. And she's like, we can do it. How much time do we have? And I'm like, we have like two and a half weeks. She's like, well, what do I need to do? Let's do it. And oh. I was like, just sometimes all you need is that one person with energy to sort of egg you on. And I'm like, okay, okay, go on the internet. Pull a bunch of pictures, front and back. Give me the droids I want, you know. Yeah. And then we're like, how are we going to make the wires in the stomach? And how are we going to do this? And we built the whole thing, and it was a blast. You know, I, I still have dreams of doing light-up LED boots. Oh, that um, would be awesome. I met a guy that designed a robot at Comic-Con for this movie called Mother, and, and he was talking about all the different kind of LEDs that you can get. And his robot suit that he ended up wearing in the movie was so cool. And I'm like, I can do that. He's like, <laughs> that works. <laughs> My husband's always looking at me when we watch space shows and stuff. And, um... And he's like, you want the spacesuit, don't you? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know where I could wear it, but I so want a spacesuit. Yeah, suit. why not? I've been watching The Expanse. I've picked out, like, two spacesuits. So. I haven't gotten into that show yet. Is it's, it? you got to get past the first season. It's awesome. That's what everyone says. It's like, because I'm on episode three, and it's The like... story is building. You just got to, like I told my husband, you need to watch it when you're awake. This end of the night, last show thing. Yeah. Where you're passing out on the couch. No. It's, you gotta get the, the gist of the story, because it's really good. So you're into all the sci-fi? Not all of them, no. Some don't pass the test, but that <laughs> one totally passes the test. Yeah, like, some are just lame. Some are just lame. <laughs> exactly. I won't, I won't, you know, offend anybody by saying which ones, but some are totally lame. Like, so what's your ultimate goal with your food store? My ultimate goal is always to have more fun daily travel more for fun mm -hmm. even if it's work related and um you know more interesting people yeah more crazy people wearing crazy boots yeah well and i think i mean for a lot of like my age group i had no idea that this place was here and so now it just makes me interested in looking at <laughs> ordering some because it's so cool well, yeah, a lot of people, did you hear about the Beto boots? You didn't hear about those either? No. We made the Beto boots, and it was the first time I ever did, like, the sisterhood of the traveling pants. I made these boots, and we did all these different insoles, and anybody could borrow them and wear them out and check them out like a library book. And they went everywhere. They went to Hollywood parties. They went to South by Southwest. They went to New York. And it was great. And we met all these wonderful women here yeah. in town and out of town that borrowed these boots. So... Next time, I think I'm going to do, like, the ultimate party boot. Oh, yeah. And just something really blingy and crazy and cool that, you know, that anybody can check out. Just because it's fun. Everyone sent me Instagram pictures. The boots got to have their own life. That's and, hilarious. You know, it's kind of whatever gets you through the day. You just need a blingy <laughs> one, like, with all the Swarovski crystals. And right. And, like well, that. we have the chandelier boots, so that's pretty close. But I'm thinking even wilder than that. Oh, I love it. I love that. <laughs> Anything that can stand out, that's always good yeah. to me. Mm -hmm. How do you, How was the transition when you moved from New York to El Paso? Oh, that was hard. Well, first of all, you know, the business needed a lot of help. And um, we didn't have any good supermarkets. No. And the restaurant selection was pretty non-existent. 
I cried a lot. Uh, one of my customers once sent me this huge food box <laughs> with like cheese and gourmet mushrooms and all this different stuff to make like amazing food. Because I love to cook, but you know, you love to cook when you want to cook. Yeah. And then there's those times you don't want to cook. And, and it is nice to have sort of places to go. So And it was completely different when you first came to where it is now. With oh, like... now it's great. I mean, now we have Whole Foods. Now we have like at least one of everything. I mean, yeah. we have a French restaurant. We have, you know, multiple steak places. We have Thai food. We have Japanese choices. I mean, we didn't have any of that. And there was no vegan and my husband is vegan. And so, um, but now you can go places and now with all the, now you can even go to Burger King. <laughs> and get, yeah, we had a, my first guest actually, his name's Manny Carrera and he's a um, realtor and he's vegan. And so he was trying, he was like, I'm telling you, go to, you have to come to lunch with me. And we went to Queen's Table. Uh-huh. And oh, I had never, I had never really like eaten vegan food. And he's like, you won't even taste the difference. And I really didn't. He got yeah. me to change it because we ha I had like the pasta with the shrimp and the chicken wings that weren't actual chicken yeah. wings, but they did such a good job with the food there that I was really impressed with. I was like, oh. And now, I mean, it's, there's just so many, people always make it such a big deal. It's like, they don't realize like just a really good spaghetti with marinara sauce is vegan. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can, eat. you can eat that are vegan. You don't have to get tricky, but just put that one thing on the menu. So somebody like my husband can be like, I'll have a number two. You know, <laughs> all they want is like something where they don't have to ask for special attention. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. So what got him to be a vegan? He, well, it's, um, <laughs> it's funny. We have this cartoon in the kitchen that says, I used to do it for political reasons. Now I just do it to piss people off. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that's not so relevant anymore. Um, but he, he did. I think he is, his dad was a butcher and um, he grew up literally with family pets that ended up getting slaughtered. Uh-huh. So he was just yeah. like... I think, well, and he, it was a big meat-eating family and at one point he was just like, I think uh, after the first marathon maybe also, and I mean he's run like 48 marathons, um, he's just a healthy guy. So that, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, and, and, you know, runners like their beer, so if you're going to take your carbs in one area, maybe, you know, you don't want a lot of meat to, to digest, <laughs> too. I don't know. So you're you're not vegan, though, are you? No, but I grew up in California. I prefer a light diet. Yeah. And I sort of have this rule in New York. Um, if it's not really good, don't bother because you know it's not great for you. Yeah. It's... It's kind of my same feeling about alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, only when it's really good. Yeah. If it's like if the guys come in or like, oh, my wife spent hours making this. You've got to try it. Of course I'm going to try it. Yeah. But am I going to just order some like sad looking burger at a restaurant? No. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not worth it. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'd rather have four appetizers and try all the cool little things that taste great. Than one big meal because after the first couple of bites, I'm like, like I, I tried that. Now I'm bored. Somebody else wants this. What are some of your favorite restaurants here? Oh gosh. Well, I love Sabretooth. Um, Cassandra is, uh, I, I'm addicted to uh, Thursday taco night. Um, I've never been to Sabretooth. Mm -mm. Oh, it's great. Um, 
I love, uh, I like pot of foo. Uh, there's my son. <laughs> um, uh, gosh, I like Crave. I think they have great breakfast and they're pretty dependable to send people to. Um, there's so many new places I want to try to, um, I'm trying to think like our staples. Um, I do a lot of cooking. I yeah. still do a lot of cooking, but I would say that, um, you know, of course, Cafe Central and stuff, and I'll go with my oh, friends. Yeah. I made them invent a club for me because they were always inviting me to lunch. <laughs> and I tend to work through lunch. Yeah. So um, I I said, I sent them the Breakfast Club poster. Yeah. And I changed it to the 4 o'clock club. <laughs> and I said, I can go to lunch with y'all at 4, four. o'clock. Yeah. So, you know, we've tried quite a few of the new places. Tapdias. You know, um, we've gone to um, Hanson 11 and, and, you know, because they're used to going to business lunches and stuff. Yeah. But if they'll do it at 4 o'clock, it's just much go. better for me. <laughs> You're like, I'll join it. Yeah. Well, and it's like you said, there's a bunch of different restaurants that are coming out, so it's fun to try. Yeah. So we have recommendations and we have this paper that we give to everyone when they come into Rocket Buster and it has, we used to just write it on post-its for years. Post-it this. You have kids? Go here. Yeah. Here. Now we have it all written down. Nobody paid to be on the list. It's all of our favorite places. Oh, whether cool. And all, things to do also. Like a lot of people want to go antiquing and a lot of people want to, you know, go do something active. So we write it all down and and now we just circle it for people. But we only print 50 pages, which is 100 pieces. Oh, wow. And then we add the new stuff. Because things have been changing yeah. really quickly downtown. They really have. Especially because after they put, I feel like, the ballpark. And then it's kind of all gone from there. Well, and um, Citibank moved. And, and, there's, and the new hotels are coming in. Mm -hmm. Plaza Hotel's almost finished. Um, it's just, there's so much. And Stanton House and Aloft and Indigo and, I mean... Well, the, the Stanton House is really beautiful, too. They did a really good job with the design and everything, Yeah, too. and they're, uh, I guess, all our, all our musicians in this week of concerts are over there, and that's kind of cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they came by. Stanton House came by Friday or Thursday, and they were saying everyone was staying over there. For sure and everything. Um, yeah, and um, it's great to see so much of a buzz downtown. Yeah. And the plaza is just going to be gorgeous. I, I've seen like tidbits, and I know they're going to do a hotel tour. Um, I saw it on one of the city things. So if everyone, wa anyone wants to go check out all the new hotels, so what's you know, that? Uh, I think it's with Convention and Visitors Bureau, but I would check it out because it's sort of a they'll tour you the rooms and the hotels, and so you can see if you have friends that come to stay or business people that come to stay, so you'll know which hotel you want to recommend to me. Yeah, that's, because I actually stayed at Indigo a couple weeks ago, and I really like Thomas In town. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was like You're my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one was my birthday, and then we were trying to be responsible, and I'm driving, yeah. and then I didn't want to show home, like, sauce, okay. you know, so... <laughs> It was like, let's just try, you know, stay at the Indigo. And it was nice because, and then the mom see this was great. So it was a nice, like, That's cool. vacation. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I haven't done that. Seems like that would be fun. Just to, like, you know, give up the responsibility, at least for, like, a day. Just have fun. Yeah, I, I like, I can appreciate that. 
You know, just still. Well, because my daughter, she's eight months, and then I have a three-year-old son, so it's. Oh awesome. yeah, <laughs> it doesn't stop. <laughs> I always look at like people who come in. This one lady, four kids. I'm like, I am not worthy. <laughs> I know your kids are older now, but I can't even imagine what oh, it was gosh. like back in the day. After two, I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a career, and I'm lucky I got in under the wire. You're like, oh my gosh. So how did you balance like career, family life? being a mom, running a business. I'm, I'm that girl. I found out I was five months pregnant, magically. I had had cervical cancer and and I thought, I don't know, my chest hurt. I thought I had breast cancer. I'm like, what the? I'm not waiting six months to get tested again. And I went in and the whole office came in smiling and they're like, you're not sick, you're pregnant. And I was like, what? And I had to go get a sonogram, and they told me I was five months pregnant. Oh and my god! I literally thought it was pie from Fourth of July. My <laughs> shorts were a little tight. I knew that my husband and I, driving back from California, had pretty much eaten the whole pie. I thought it was pie. Oh my god! And uh, I had the world's quickest pregnancy, and I worked a trade show. I had a C-section and worked a trade show in Vegas selling boots. Eight days later. That we had signed up for Vegas for the first time, a 10-day show. It was a ton of money, and it was all part of my transitioning, you know, to being 100% custom. I couldn't not yeah. work it, so I said to my doctor, "I'm like, can you work a trade show after having a C-section?" And he said, "I don't see why not." And oh my god! He was very abrupt, very much like Batman, kind of like <laughs> cut and dry. And I'm like, is there like a big Velcro kind of thing I can have? And he's like, yes, we have, I'll get you one. And me and my giant Velcro belt and, and a poncho. Actually, I'm not pregnant right now, but I am wearing a poncho. But um, yeah, we went to Vegas and, and I, said, I said to him, I said, please just sleep and be good. And then we have one week left to ship for Christmas and then we get a month <laughs> off. So just... Just, just this time. Just chill. I, I, that's all I'm asking. And he never took me up on being bad. Oh. Which proves, if you read the book, all that stuff in the book will happen. <laughs> Don't read the book. You're like, you'll, it'll work out. The just book fine. is meant to scare new moms. Oh, I didn't <laughs> read any of that. Yeah, it was really funny here in El Paso. They're like, so you've never been pregnant before? I'm like, no. Like, uh, not like, at all. No, I had a job. I had a career. And yeah. I'm happy you're pregnant now. But. So how did it, when, when your son started getting older, how did you bounce like with like being at the office, designing booths? Oh, I have all these great pictures. I had that bumbo thing and I would just sit him on my desk. Cool. And then he went to um, St. Clement's mm -hmm. daycare where there were like, three grandma types that would just sing to him and hold him and rock him and they had the most beautiful little nursery and and I would work and then I would say it was great I put it on the phone machine that we closed at like four or something yeah because I put that there suddenly I had permission to leave so you were like okay that works I didn't know I could give myself permission to do something <laughs> by just recording it on the, on the phone machine and so suddenly I would pick him up and I would go home and it was great. Oh. None of this staying till seven because you had a child. I, I had something I had to do. That's and awesome. I need something else I have to do at like 4.30. <laughs> I tend to stay here quite a bit. Well, I, I mean, my parents are the same way. They're like, well, obviously because they don't have kids at home. So they're like, well, we'll stay at the office. I, just, I like when it gets quiet. 
I get so much done when it's quiet, but then I have to just run home and rush through dinner, so it's really not good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't give myself as much push yeah. as I do other people, so I think someone needs to tell me where I need to be at four thirty. <laughs> well, at least you're your own boss, so you have to figure out what works for yourself. Yeah. I need to record something else on the machine. <laughs> the boss will not be here starting at 4.30. So I can uh, actually get my life together a little yeah, bit. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a cooking show. You know, I, I make dinner in like one hour flat. Because the boys, they'll give me grief. If dinner's not ready by 7, they'll give me grief. Oh, really? Or they'll just come in the kitchen and start eating crap. Yeah. You know, just, so I feel like, though, like, you know, might as well be master chef. Like, boom, hands up. I'm done. Seven. It's all done. Well, for me, I do um, the home chef stuff because I just don't have, with everything, I just don't have time to, like, get everything. So I just do the delivery, and then that way at least know, okay, this is what we're having for dinner this week. And so I, it makes it easier. And once again, the creative control freak wants to make dinner. And it's kind of my knitting. It's my chill time. Yeah. And I don't want to hear about anyone's day while I'm cooking. You're like, just <laughs> And I certainly life. don't want to hear about the news. <laughs> because like that movie, Water for Chocolate or whatever. Yeah. Like, everything will taste like crap if... If, if you're not in a good mood or anything. If I'm not in a good mood. That is I awesome. just, I, you know, and sometimes I want to go home and I want the challenge of, okay, nobody went shopping. What on earth can I create <laughs> out of what we have here right now? And that's always really fun. I, I've made some great recipes out of what happened to be in the fridge that didn't really seem like it matched. Oh my gosh. So how, what are your hobbies? Is it cooking? Is that your biggest one? Restoring trailers, um, building stuff. Uh, we got a property in Cloudcraft and then a tree went through my bedroom. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. So I learned some new skills doing some work on that. I just like to make stuff. So I'm the first person if someone's like, hey, let's do a parade float. You know, I don't know. I like to make things, so. That's so cool. It's, um, yeah, and the trailers, I'm working on a 1930s homemade trailer right now that looks like an atomic bomb. <laughs> it's just this giant silver, it's little. It's, what we thought was when we went to get it, um, this man, we're driving at home, and my husband said, what do you think it is? And I said, well, we're looking at all these grain silos as we're driving. Yeah. And each silo had, like, a silver kind of top on it. And I said, I think silo guy in 1930s, 40s, decided to make his own Airstream. Yeah. And he built everything in it out of metal. Like, the kitchen. The, I mean, it's, it's so cool. And it's dinky. And I'm just dying to finish it. But... It kind of stopped all winter because of weather. And yeah, now you're like, okay, I can. Now it's gotten a little bit worse. Yeah. So you're like, I can. So now outside. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I really <laughs> want to finish it because I've told all my friends in California about it, and I just need to finish it. Very excited for it. But yeah, and and we've learned that sometimes you hire a guy, so I will not be doing the electrical. Yeah. <laughs> you're like no, no, and uh, but I'm gonna try to do most everything else. And I'm going to do awesome. leather walls in it. Like the leather we use on the soles and boots. That is so cool. Yeah. There will be pictures on our Instagram. <laughs> you're you are just probably one of the most interesting people I've talked to. Because you have like all these different lives that have happened. In well, yeah, we, we get around. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, just a little bit. 
We get around. But you know what's fun is when they collide. So like the like the Star Wars boots. So I make the Star Wars boots. I wear them to Comic Con. Um, I don't know. Have you ever seen that show Face Off? Yeah. Okay, so I turn around at Comic-Con, and there's me, Neil, the judge, who yeah. won the Academy Award for all those different movies, um, from, uh, what's it called, um, Edward Scissorhands, yeah. to Mrs. Doubtfire, to Beetlejuice, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, all, and I turn around, I'm like, V. Neil, and she's like, look at those boots, I'm like, next thing you know, she just got her first trailer, and she's going to be an Ocean Mason. Oh my gosh, that is <laughs> so now, So now, like, somebody that I saw on TV that I love sci-fi, but she loves boots. And so she's been coming to Indian Market to hang out with us. And now she has boots, but now she also has a trailer. So And now all the trailer people are meeting the boot people. <laughs> so it like works so hand in hand. It's when worlds collide. Awesome. That is awesome. So if someone's like wanting to get a pair of boots, say locally, what would you they, recommend? I would say you call, you make an appointment, um, you can see everything. Um, if you, like, you can start by looking on Instagram or looking on the website, getting crazy ideas. Um, and then just give us a call. I mean, yeah. we're only 12 people, we do everything by hand. Yeah. It's, um, and it's just really fun to work on a design that means something to somebody. Yeah. And and then, you know, we measure all your, you measure your feet, show you leathers, um, people do a deposit, and it takes a long time to make them. So we always say, you know, by the time we have a third to a half, we really start going gangbusters. Yeah. On it. But there's also a lot, and I want to stress this, a lot of lovely creations that we've already done. So... Don't be embarrassed to just come in and say, I like that one. Could you make me that one in yeah. my size with my initials? Yeah. Because we do that too. <laughs> so you don't get overwhelmed with like having just, to come up with an There idea. are a lot of other people that have a specific idea, but you don't have to, and there are a million things to look at. That's great. That's awesome. Well, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, you are so fascinating, <laughs> and if anyone hasn't been to this office, I mean... Come by and check out her boots. They are amazing. Uh, what's the address here? We are at 115 Anthony Street off of San Antonio, next to the train station. So you have, I mean, check it out. I mean, she's got awesome stuff. So thank you so much for being on the oh, show. Oh, thank you. That was fun. Yeah. I'm like, it wasn't too painful. Yeah, no, this, this wasn't too painful. <laughs> Hi guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 9 of Get Your Buzz On. If you would like to be a part of the show, give us a call at 915-591-0075 or shoot me an email at victoria at bundlebeeagency.com.